Welcome to 10 Minutes, a Breakout Investor Podcast. Today we are talking about QIPT, ticker QIPT with Aaron Warwick. First, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company stock, you have to do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering or logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page. Type in the ticker and the result will give you a link to the research post with the podcast. Now on to our topic, QIPT. Aaron, you introduced me to Quip. It's now one of my favorite stocks and I believe you think right now is a wonderful time to be a buyer. Can you give a little background on the company and then explain why breakout investors should be interested? Yeah, and like you, Scott, uh, right now, Quipped is is my favorite company. I would say my favorite company, not just one of my favorites. And we can talk about you know why that is. But just some background on the company: they're a home healthcare provider. They focus in the areas of sleep, respiratory, and oxygen. And right now, I think is a particularly good time to invest in them because they've had several headwinds that they've been facing recently. Uh, one of which is, I, I believe the biggest actually, is that there is a large warrant overhang right now with some warrants that are, they were deep in the money, they still are in the money, uh, that uh, expire on June 29th of this year. And I think that's created quite a bit of pressure on the stock. And then in, in addition to that, they've had uh, several things that have happened here recently, several changes at the company, some of which probably confuse some investors, including the name change. They used to be called ProTech Home Medical. They've now changed Equipped. Uh, they've also changed the ticker symbol, both in Toronto and in the U.S. Uh, they did a reverse split. So in the U.S., it was particularly confusing because they were PTQQF on the OTC exchange. Uh, for a short time, they went to PTQQD, which is common when there's uh, a stock split or reverse split. And uh, in fact, for a few days, I couldn't even couldn't even trade the stock. And then shortly after that, when they got uplisted to NASDAQ, uh, they changed their ticker symbol to QIPT. And so again, a lot of changes going on in the company. All of these, by the way, I view as, as very positive long-term. Uh, but in the meantime, they do create headwinds. And that's why the stock has dropped from a high of $8.40, or at least I believe the reason the stock has dropped from $8.40 all the way down uh, into the uh, upper fives. So in a normalized context, all of the changes, name change, ticker change, exchange change, they even changed uh, how they uh, report uh, their financials from Canadian to American dollars. That would be enough. But on top of all of that, the very same month, they have warrants expiring and the warrant overhang is pretty significant. Well, it's, it's over 2 million shares, right? Yeah, well, as of March 31st, that's the most updated number we have. They just reported uh, maybe about a month ago. Uh, and so that's uh, the, the latest results. Um, I did check uh, an IROC short report out of Canada, and it looks like over the last month, certainly this is reflected in the stock price, but it looks like the shorting activity, which I believe then is, is hedging activity related to those warrants, uh, the shorting activities picked up significantly. Uh, and so I think that's created, uh, you know, in, on top of this confusion, it's created uh, serious selling pressure on the stock. As you mentioned, over 2 million shares uh, available through warrants uh, on a stock that typically 
uh, before this month had traded maybe 100,000, 200,000 at most shares per day between both Canada and the U.S. Let me take a minute to mention the mechanics on this. Uh, there, there's outstanding warrants. You, you can exercise price, a strike price, and uh, take possession of the shares. Now, if, if I were a holder of the warrants, I could write a check to the company, take possession of the shares, and then go and sell them in the market. There's probably no simultaneous exercise and sell uh, provision. So it seems what we're seeing is that the holders of the warrants are using the alternative of going into the market, selling short, and then taking the proceeds of the sale to exercise their warrants. They're, they're ending up with the same shares, but what we're seeing is a very large number of shares, more than the market can bear based upon the volume information Aaron just mentioned, coming up for sale. I, I have seen some institutions uh, come in. There was a bid at, of 25,000 shares earlier today, but these things keep getting hammered down. Just looking over, the volume was only 108,000 shares today. There's even a million shares um, uh, that, that are being exercised in this in this period, crunching up against uh, June 29th. Uh, it creates uh, understanding of the kind of pressure on the stock right now. Now, Aaron, I believe that after June 29th, this pressure will evaporate. There will be more shares outstanding, but the great news is, as far as I know, they've already been sold. So I'm thinking that the, the uh, stock price is going to pop up like a cork in the ocean, uh, and we're going to see something closer to what, what you and I think is fair value, which is something in the 789. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I share that opinion with you, Scott. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, it, I don't know how long it will take that overhang to dissipate. And so I am not trying to time that perfectly. And what I've been doing is buying a little bit every time that it dips. And now that it's below the sixes, I've really uh, made it a, an overweight position for the time being, because I do expect within the next month to two months, uh, that we'll see a nice recovery, certainly by the time they report, which I think will probably be uh, sometime in August, we'll see the company still fundamentally strong. They may make some acquisitions between now and then, especially as the cash comes in from those warrants. And uh, I actually think that the stock is is probably worth over $9 per share in the U.S. Uh, right now. So um, I'm loaded up for this because uh, I do believe this warrant overhang is, is the biggest issue that that's causing uh, the stock to drop from now, where it was now, much closer to fair value. Let's get really granular about this overhang. There is a warrant overhang, which will run until June 29th, which is the date that the warrants have to be exercised. To the extent that somebody is or was exercising than selling, that will mostly be done by the 29th. To the extent people are shorting and taking the proceeds to exercise, that'll be over as of the 29th. The only, uh, the only overhang which can extend beyond the 29th is somebody has taken possession of the warrants, excuse me, taken possession of the shares by exercising the warrants and did not sell. That's the only overhang that's going to la last past uh, June 29th. And I have no reason to think that that's a significant number of shares. Yeah, you make a good point. I certainly wouldn't refute that. The only other concern I would bring up is just from a technical standpoint, uh, there may be some people that, you know, that don't like it, but I don't think that will be enough pressure on, on the stock at that point. So I, I tend to agree with you, but I always just try to err on the side of being conservative, and not have too high of expectations in, in too short of a time frame.
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the company uh, will uh, conclude its quarter end of June. It'll report sometime in early August. That would be my expectation. Yes. Yeah, and uh, what we've been seeing is the company come out quarter after quarter saying that uh, their 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 business is very strong. The results are very good. In the most recent quarter, the year over year revenue increase was 30%, including 11% organic growth. The rest was from acquisitions. The company's really uh, enthused about what they're seeing in the marketplace, uh, and we do expect them to perform. Uh, What we take from this is that warrants are dangerous. Um, I I guess it's it's, it's something really appreciated up in the Canadian market. And that, again, is another explanation for why we're probably seeing some rather sophisticated activity of people shorting against the warrants they have outstanding. It, it's, it's, it's something fairly common up in Canada for issuers to uh, issue warrants uh, on a capital raise. Uh, and I know that you and I, American style investors, um, have been uh, suggesting to the company that its warrant days are behind them if they do do any future financings. Uh, they should uh, do whatever, do, do the best they can to avoid creating another situation like this, where at some point in the future, there is a drop dead date upon which a large number of warrants uh, will expire and create an overhang that uh, while uh, it's certainly exciting to have this opportunity to be buying the stock, uh, you and I don't like it. And, I, and, and you just inferred that there's some other people out there probably are not enjoying uh, the situation of watching the stock drop a dollar or two just because of uh, a warrant uh, expiration date. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Scott. And, and one thing I would note as well, in addition to what you mentioned about uh, the Canadian style of capital raises is they also uh, made this raise right during the middle of COVID-19, you know, toward, right towards the beginning of it. No one was really sure what was going to happen. And the other thing from the company's perspective is they knew they were going to need some cash further down the road at the time. These were uh, warrants were quite a bit out of the money. And so they felt like, you know, by, by the time they would be coming due, uh, they were going to be needing some more money. And so at the time, you know, given COVID, given where the company was, it looked like perhaps it was going to be an okay deal. But as you said, I think they've matured beyond that now. And and I don't see any reason that they should have to attach warrants to any additional capital raises they might do for an accretive acquisition. That's a good point, Aaron. The uh, warrants do provide additional capital. And the company is really well capitalized now. They uh, they ended the last quarter with $27 million. Uh, The warrants, if it's 2 million shares, um, at about 525, that's another 10 million potentially. Plus, they've got an untapped line of credit with CIT at great rates uh, for 20 million. So, 27 plus 10, 37 plus 20, 57. They, they, they've got a lot of access to capital right now. Yes, absolutely. They do have a lot of access to capital. And then keep in mind, on top of that, you know, the underlying fundamental business is doing extremely well. So, that should be throwing off some cash here also. So we've got the benefit of uh, organic growth, probably high single, or low double digits. Uh, the, the acquisitions, I think they've got a nice pipeline of deals. Uh, the company has uh, provided guidance that they see themselves getting to $250 million in revenue. They're at $100 million now. $250 million in revenue in what is it, Aaron, the next three to five years? Yeah, the guidance on that is over the next three to five years. And uh, we should point out with that as well, they expect uh, EBITDA margins to exceed 25% uh, 
uh, by that time as well. And they've so far, they're actually been ahead of schedule, both in terms of the revenue that they've produced, as well as their EBITDA margins. They have always exceeded uh, their expectations or the targets they, that they put out. All right. That's all the time we have now. That was 10 minutes. Thank you, Aaron. We are Breakout Investors. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com.